Welcome to the MPC Podcast. I am Tim W. Gill, pastor of Medora Pentecostal Church, and I'm thrilled that you've joined us today. Here at MPC, we are committed to bringing hope and building lives. One way we do that is through this podcast. Thank you for listening, for sharing and reviewing what we do here. It is our desire to connect with you, and you can find us on Facebook, or you can find us at our website, medorachurch.com. It is our prayer that today's message inspires you, encourages you, and that the kingdom of God is advanced in your life. Let's get right to the word of the Lord today. All right, Mark chapter 16, and we are going to be going to verse 15 and reading down through verse 18. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every uh, creature. Amen. Verse 16, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Amen. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Somebody say, that's us. It's what we're supposed to do. Go preach. Go believe. Go baptize that people will be saved. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now, Romans chapter 1, verse 16, another familiar passage of Scripture for your reading and hearing today. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and the salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, and as it is written, the just shall live by faith. I am not ashamed of the gospel. As my dad used to say, neither do I want to be ashamed to the gospel, but I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, we love you today and we thank you, Lord, for this time in your presence. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for you are here today. You are here today as you are, Lord, in every service. God, we thank you for that. We thank you, Lord, and we are humbled by your presence. Lord, I ask indeed for your help in this message today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would forgive us for the times, oh God, that we have failed you, Lord, and we need you in our life. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen. 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 God bless you. I want to talk to you this morning about mobilize the message. You can be seated. Mobilize the message. Everybody say the message. In, in the clearest and most straightforward manner, and with my heart filled today with passion, I want to present to you the most important truth, the most important message that you will ever, ever hear. It is the amazing truth that sets men and women free. With God's help, I want to lead you down the path to a power unlike any other, to a transformation power that breaks and shatters 
the, the sin and destruction that will bring lives and put them back together. This is the power of the good news known as the gospel of the kingdom. It is the power that, that was launched at the cross, the power of the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. Here's how powerful that gospel is. It'll take a sinner and make him a saint. That is powerful. It took me and you from a broken down mess of humanity and brought us into relationship with God, into community, and into the church. Homosexuals have been transformed by the power of the gospel. Transgender, all these different things that we're dealing with today, the gospel changes. I've watched drug addicts transformed by the power of of the gospel. Yes. I have seen people's lives completely turned around by the power of the gospel. I've told you about Freddie Sandroman. Freddie Sandroman went with my, my older brothers to VBS and, and went to our church and visited there many, many times. But when he got older, he got addicted to LSD. And in a prayer meeting, he came and found that prayer meeting and wandered in, calling my father's name and said, Would you help? Would you pray? And later on would, would relay what happened to him, that in his hallucinogenic state of LSD, God spoke to him and said, this is your last trip. If you don't get right, this is your last trip. What a warning from God. Freddie ran into that prayer meeting. They prayed with him, sobered him up in the Holy Ghost. Amen. He was filled with the Spirit of God and was baptized. And, and Freddie could play a trumpet and he would play... Uh, amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me with tears down his brown face because there is a gospel. Yeah. There is a message that transformed. Amen. The power of the gospel is a message is for those who believe and obey it. The gospel is no good to you and to me if we do not believe it. It is no good to you and to me if we do not obey it. Amen. For there have been those who have faith, but they are not changed. They may go to church, but they are not transformed. Amen. Many attend church on, their, uh, 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 on a regular basis, but they live like a child of darkness in the rest of the week. Many know Jesus, but many are not changed. Some confess a measure of faith, but they are not changed. Change can only happen if we believe and obey the gospel message. It is not saying a sinner's prayer that saves you. It is not repeating after a preacher that saves you. It is not shaking a preacher's hand, joining the roll, or just simply say that I believe. The Bible said the devils believe in one God and tremble. But it's about belief and obedience. It is about believing. Jesus said, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. That is, I must not just simply say I believe. I have got to walk in obedience to that message. Amen. The cross is where we find the introduction to the gospel and we see the revelation of the gospel. There are crosses everywhere. 
Just because somebody tattoos their neck with a cross or, or somebody has a cross around their neck or there's a cross on a building does not mean there's transformation power connected to that image. When I speak of the cross today, I'm not talking about an emblem that is dangling from some point or an architectural element. But when I talk about the cross today, I'm talking about what Jesus did on the cross. What he did on the cross, his blood that he shed, the thorns on his head. Amen. Everything that he went through and then ultimately giving up his ghost, giving up his life. Amen. Was about the gospel. He suffered so I could be saved. He suffered so you could be saved. Amen. Paul wrote to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 1 and 18, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Hallelujah. Tonight we are going to reiterate that by application and by a ceremony, if you please, that we are saved by the power of God and what he did on the cross. He went down to say in verse 22, for the Jews require a sign and the Greeks seek after wisdom. The liberals seek after this and the conservatives seek after that. The Republicans seek after this and the Democrats seek after that. The independents here, we all seek for education. We all look for different things, but I want to tell you what we need is we need the next verse where Paul said, but we preach Christ crucified under the Jews a stumbling block, under the Greeks foolishness, but unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. Amen. What is he preaching? He's preaching the message of the cross, the message of the gospel. Can you thank the Lord today for the message of the gospel? Well, that was about one third of you. Paul said in Galatians 6 and 14, but God forbid. Galatians 6 and 14, but God forbid. Somebody say God forbid. That I should glory save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ of whom the world is crucified unto me and I unto the world. What is it? I want to make sure I stay close to the cross. He's saying everything filters through the gospel. Everything filters through the message. Everything in my life has got to be based on that. Everything that I do, every holiness step that I take is got to be based on the cross. All my relationships are based on the gospel. All of what we do must be based on the gospel. And the gospel is just a spell, as somebody said, if you take the go out of it. We need a go message. We need to understand the message of the gospel is not just for these four walls. It is not just for my own life to be saved, but oh, let's save somebody else. Let's see somebody else transform. Can you say amen? Why do we need a gospel? Why can't we just have New Year's resolutions? I said a store the other day and asked somebody, how's your New Year? He said, well, I've, I've done my resolutions. I didn't ask, but I wanted to say, 
What about last year's? How'd that work? Why do we need the gospel? Well, we need to be better people. Oh, yeah. Well, we need to be, you know, a good citizen. Yes. But I'm going to tell you why we need the gospel today. Sin. Sin. Sin separates us from God. Sin separates us from the glory of his presence. Amen. For the Bible said all have and come short of the glory of God. I need this word. I need this truth because I'm a sinner. I need to know how to be redeemed. I am lost. You see, the world today says I'm really good. I'm really a, a good person. Amen. I, I do everything that I, I know, but, but, but we don't like the word sin. But sin, it separates us from Christ. It separates us from the presence of God. And the only answer to sin is the gospel, the saving gospel message of Jesus Christ. When we leave the gospel out, we begin to embrace all kinds of things as what is important. Amen. Emotions are important. Feelings are important. Ideas are important. Amen. How we look is so important. What we wear, amen, staging and lighting and, and, and everything else has its place, but it should be secondarily to the gospel of Jesus Christ. We must be a gospel church. We must be a gospel church. We must be a Christ-centered gospel people. Sin brought death. Death, brothers and sisters, is not a conclusion, but rather a state of separation. Physical death is when the spirit is separated from the body. Spiritual death happens when sin disconnects our spirit and our soul and our body from the presence of God. Amen. The psalmist said in his repentant prayer, Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Amen. Why the gospel? Because we're sinners. There is no real transformation outside of the gospel today. Society has attempt to redefine sin so it's easier to accept, overcome, or, or simply put up with. People today want to have a better life. If you're going down in the airplane, you don't need a message about a better life. You need a message about salvation. We need a message about salvation. Amen. People want better marriages. They want their bodies to be healed. They want their life improved without redemption. But can I tell you, there can be no healing truly of our body and mind and soul and spirit and of our life without the gospel. Amen. What this world needs today is not some uh, sugar-coated motivational speech by some celebrity pastor, but what they need today is the gospel of Jesus Christ. They need salvation, and he is telling us we've got to go and take that. We need to be putting gospel everywhere we go, on our, our social media posts, in our conversations. Let's talk about the gospel. Somebody say the gospel. When we see Christ on the cross, we realize that the cross 
was designed to be the means of execution that would inflict the most pain. The Romans wanted a way to painfully abuse and punish criminals slowly and ruthlessly. While death on the cross was unspeakable, pain, unspeakably painful, it was also exceedingly shameful. The subject would not only be suffering from pain, but he would be stripped of all of his garments. Christ, our Redeemer, hung totally without clothes. Before us, the Bible said, despising the shame. Amen. Clauser, a Jewish historian, said, crucifixion is the most terrible and cruel death that man has ever devised. Jesus came into the earth to suffer on the cross, but it was to launch the greatest message that this world has ever heard. Isaiah prophesied about it when he said in 53 and verse 3, he is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we steamed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted him. We, we, we see him one way. But I want to tell you there's something else that is happening in the middle of that affliction, in the middle of that rejection, in the middle of that sorrow. Something is happening because he was not only having shame upon him, he was really bearing my shame and your sin. He took my place and he took your place. So we don't have to pay for the sins that we have in our life. He was despised so I could be appreciated. He was rejected so I could be accepted in the beloved. Amen. Hallelujah. He was a man of sorrows so I can know lasting joy. He was a man that carried chaos so I can know lasting peace. Can you lift your hands and thank the Lord for the message, the message of Jesus Christ, the cross, the gospel. No wonder Paul would say, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he, was, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. Do we still believe that today? All things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Hallelujah. What a picture. Amen. Jesus came to reconcile us back to God, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Oh, thanks be to the Lord. Amen. I am redeemed from iniquity, saved, born again, death, repentance, uh, burial, Amen. Baptism, Holy Spirit, and resurrection. I have, I have been redeemed by the power of God. Thank the Lord. Titus put it like this. Titus, we read 2 and 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us 
that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world, looking for that blessed hope and glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. Can I just tell you that salvation ought to motivate us to be zealous for the kingdom of God. Salvation, the gospel message, we ought to be motivated about the gospel. I got to tell somebody, I got to tell somebody that this is what I was, but this is now by the gospel what I am. Zealous. So what then is really the gospel? I mentioned it just a few minutes ago, but let's see what scripture calls it. Often it is called the gospel of the kingdom. Amen. Everybody say the gospel of the kingdom. But Paul narrows it down to its particular outline. 1 Corinthians 15 and 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach unto you, which also you have received wherein ye stand, by which ye are saved. If ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain, for I have delivered unto you, first of all, somebody say, first of all, that which I received, how Christ died for our sins. Amen. Maybe, maybe if, you got, if you got it, put a finger up. Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, and he was buried. He was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to scripture. Amen. The first gospel, the only gospel, is wrapped up in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. The first gospel, the only gospel, is capsulized in those three steps, in those three things. That's why we are to repent, to be baptized in the name of Jesus and receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. This is our death burial, and resurrection. What a glorious picture of what the gospel message is. Hallelujah. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the anchor of our faith. It's not that he just died and was buried. It is that he rose again. No other Messiah can say that. No other message can preach that. Oh, it's been ridiculed and tried to be debunked and disbelieved, but he's still alive. Oh, this is a message that must be mobilized. This is a message that's got to move. This is a message that I've got to go and take. This is a message we must go and take. If the virgin birth, which we recently celebrated, declared the glory of God and the grace of the Father, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ demonstrates the awesome proof of God's power. Without a risen Lord, we have no salvation. Without a risen Lord, we have no healing for our bodies. Without a risen Lord, we have no victory over death, hell, and the grave. Calvary fulfilled the law, but the resurrection established a brand new covenant 
Tonight we're going to celebrate and commemorate the fact that Calvary came, but Calvary's not his only place. The grave is not his only place, but he has risen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And this, brothers and sisters, is the gospel. It is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and it is capsulizing the concept of the kingdom. Amen. Throughout all of the scripture, you will find that gospel and kingdom are connected. Gospel and kingdom. Amen. So is the message to go. So is the message that it's moving. Amen. Let me, let me share with you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through these scriptures just one after the other. Amen. Matthew 4, 23. And Jesus went. Somebody say went. About all Galilee teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. Matthew 9 and 35. And Jesus went. Somebody say went. He went about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing sickness and every disease among the people. Amen. That's not just a matter of repetition. This is what he did. He went and he preached the gospel. He went and he preached the message. And there was a manifestation. The Bible tells us that Jesus went into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom. In, in, in Mark chapter 16 and verse 15, Jesus said, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every preacher. Go. Somebody say go. It's a mobile message. It's a go message. It's a, 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 a being called to, to be sent out when the glorious power of the gospel. Luke 4 and 18, the prophetic word that Jesus read when he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach, what? The gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captive, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And Luke 9 and, and 6, and they departed. They went. They departed and went it's a mobile message through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Do you see that healing is connected to the gospel? In Acts chapter 8 and verse 25, and they, when they had testified and preached the word of the Lord, returned to Jerusalem and they preached the gospel in many villages of, of Samaritans. Go Get out, mobilize. And the Bible says in Luke in Acts 14 and 7, and there they preach the gospel. One thing, one, one, one sentence. That's what we got to do. And there they preach the gospel. Medora, Indiana, and there they preach the gospel. In your school, and there they preach the gospel. On your job, and there they preach the gospel. Amen. You say, I just can't get up on a pulpit with a megaphone. No, you preach your gospel by living the gospel. You preach your gospel by letting your light shine. Amen. May be in salt in a world that needs that kind of message. Amen. You will find that throughout the book of Acts, they were going 
and preaching to Lystra, to Iconium, to Antioch, all throughout that book. It's go, it's go, it's go, it's go. Acts 16 and 10, and after he had seen a vision speaking of Paul, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. Let's go. Romans 1, 15, so as many as in me, it, so as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome. I'm coming to Rome. And when I get there, I'm not giving you a business report. The very first thing I'm not going to give you is the news out of Jerusalem, but I'm coming to preach the gospel. I'm coming to preach the gospel. Amen. I want to tell you today, it doesn't matter that it's been over 2,000 years ago that it was preached and some have rejected it and some don't teach it anymore, we are still going to go and preach the gospel. We're going to preach the gospel in our homes. We've got to preach the gospel everywhere we go. Somebody say, I'm a gospel preacher. That is our mission that we must be mobilized to. Romans 10, 15, Paul said, how shall they preach except they be sent? How shall they preach except that he be sent? In Romans 15 and 19, it says, Through many signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem, look at the, look at the traveling here, that from Jerusalem and round about Iconium, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. One more thing that Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9 and 16, for though I, I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. We need a heavy understanding of the burden of God that what really needs to happen in this world that will change our world is the gospel. It still works. If we believe and obey. Go preach. Go preach the gospel of the kingdom. This is our mission. This is why we must mobilize in this hour. It's our message, but it's our mission to tell somebody Jesus saves. What does that mean? It means the gospel. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you they can argue all they want and say that that's, that's not necessary. Just simply follow the Roman road. The Roman road is leading to people that are already saved. The Romans was a church, not sinners. It was a church. But we got to preach the gospel of repentance, burial, and resurrection with the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Look how it reads in, in this beautiful and powerful passage in 1 Corinthians 6 and 9. Know ye not the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, that's the, the, the limpress inside the homosexual relationship, nor abuser of themselves with mankind, that's the macho side of a homosexual or lesbian relationship. Can you say amen? 
He said, these are not going to inherit the kingdom, nor abusers of themselves with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, or extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. You can't get in with sin. But oh, read the next verse. Read the next verse. And such were some of you. There's some former fornicators and some ex-homosexuals, idolaters and abusers and thieves and those that were drunkards and revilers and extortioners and blackmailers. Such were some of you. Amen. The church is not a place that we should say they are not welcome, but they are welcome to be a has-been like you and me. Such were some of us. We were liars and cheats. Amen. But such were, were, were. I'm a word. Thank God for the grace of God. Such were some of you. But what happened? You are washed and you are sanctified and you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Somebody say the three things that happen. Washed, sanctified, and justified. Amen. When I repent of my sins, I am justified. When I go down in water, I am washed in the name of the one who gave himself for me. I am washed and I am cleansed for the remission of sins. But when I am filled with his spirit, oh, I receive a sanctification. I receive something that changes me and helps me along my path and my journey. Oh, praise God. Such were some of you. If you see some Yahoo preaching and teaching on YouTube and he doesn't preach the gospel of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the repentance from sin and the need for water baptism in the loving name of the Lord, amen. If you see somebody that, that, that says, well, I've changed my thinking. I have evolved in my thinking. I, 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 I now... What I used to preach against, don't preach against anymore. Amen. Do you know that there are some so-called preachers and churches today that have incorporated twerking in their worship? You can Google it. And saying we're, they, they have incorporated cussing in their worship, foul language in their worship, not just in their daily life, that's bad enough, but in their worship. They're saying they want to be like the world so they can win the world. Baloney. Amen. My, my book that, that I read called the Bible said, come out, be different. Amen. That's the message of Jesus Christ. I've not come to leave you in your sin. That's what Jesus taught. I didn't come to leave you in your sin, but I've come to transform you, not to make you just a church going goody, fuddy duddy, you know, holier than thou, but I've come to change you from a life of oppression, of sin, amen, a life of misery and woe. Such were some of you. Is anybody thankful for what he brought you out of? 
Are you thankful for what he brought you out of? Are you glad to be free from the, the, the power and bondage of sin? It is because of the message. And in that message, we have to go. We must go and share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Mark 16. Would you mind putting that up for me? Our beginning text, Mark 16. Praise God. And he said unto them, do what? Say it. Go ye into all the world. I thank God for those that have been called to another land. I thank God for those that are going to another land. But we need people to go at home. We need people to go at home. Well, if I just move here, it's going to, no, I need to be, I need to be called where God plants me to go. And do what? Preach the gospel. The mobile message. Preach the gospel to every creature. And he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not shall be damned. And then he said, but here's what you'll know. These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. And they shall take up serpents. That means demonic forces. And if they drink any deadly thing, that means an attack. Amen. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Can we thank the Lord today for the gospel? We've got to go. We've got to go. The most important piece of message in Scripture, salvation, the most important person is Jesus Christ, but the most important message is salvation. Therefore, the gospel is the most important message, but it's mobile. What do you mean by that? If you go back to the type and shadow of the Old Testament, you will find that the tabernacle in the very beginning in the wilderness was meant to be mobile. The pieces of the furniture was meant to be mobile. Amen. God wants us to take this message with his leading where we are going. Lord, help us to be a message bearer of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the message of our mission. It is the message that we must go with. Stand with me, please. We've gotten it backwards and we want to fillet fish before we catch them. We want people to be a certain way before they can be saved. I will tell you that I'm aware there's, there's, there's folks in this body that need more of Jesus Christ. It's like one pastor one time years ago uh, was told he had a rather large church and he was confronted by some pastor friends that said, I know you have a man in your church that smokes. Well, out of 700 people, it might be a possibility. He said, I know you have a man in your church that smokes. He said, no, I do not have a man that smokes. He said, yes, 
I know, I saw him. He said, no, I do not have a man that smokes. He said, I got five of them that I know of. Can I just tell you that he's still changing us? And when we have people in our pews that are not where they should be yet, don't throw them out. Don't condemn them. Let's show them the way. <clears throat> I want to do this at some point during our 37 days, but let me just tell you what. We are all responsible to be discipleship makers. We are all responsible to encourage others to grow and show them the way. Amen. And say, come on, let's grow together. We are. Amen. Let's come to the altar this morning. Let's grab a hold of the message, a love for this message one more time and declare it in the name of Jesus. Amen. We're going. We're going to go, but we're going to go with the message of hope. We're going to go with the message of deliverance and help. We're going to go with the message that he still saves. He still redeems. Amen. Yes, there's growth after that. Yes, there is maturity after that. But we have to first take the message to the lost, to the hungry and the dying, in Jesus' name. Lord, I praise you today. Lord, I praise you today. Father, I love you, God. I thank you, Lord, for this message. I thank you, Lord, for the truth. Come on and lift your voice, MPC. Let's thank God for, thank God for yourself that you've heard the message. You've heard the gospel. You've heard the gospel message today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory be to God. We must be ready to go. We must be ready to go in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Send us out. Send us out to the streets, alleyways of Medora. Send us out, Lord Jesus, to the communities that surround us. Lord, to the, to the farming communities around us, to the, to the small, Lord, little spots in the road. <coughs> Help us to go out. Help us to go. Help us to go. Lord, this is your message. Thank you for listening to the MPC podcast. We trust that today's message has inspired you, encouraged you, and strengthened you in the Lord. We would like to invite you to join us again by simply subscribing to our podcast, and we encourage you to write a review if it has been a blessing to you. Again, you can find us at medorachurch.com to learn more about our ministry.